This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. I would guess that most of us, myself included, really don't understand our identity, who we are, who we were created to be, our part in this big plan that God has in the cosmos for the salvation of the world. When we do, or when we get close to getting understanding our our identity, who God created us to be, when we get to that point and we cooperate with God in that identity, well, I think that's when people become saints. <laughs> and so we're all on the road, right? People go through the world, they go through their lives, responding to the expectations of the culture, the expectations of family. We're just kind of getting ping-ponged around and reacting. Or maybe we think that we're self-determining, and so we're going we're gonna to determine our own future and make our own choices not realizing that they're influenced and that often they're not part of God's plan for us. The source of all truth, the source of all happiness, the source of everything that's going to to matter for an eternity is found in God. And when we get our identity from him, when we recognize it and cooperate with him, he does amazing things with us. And that's why we love the study of the saints. And today, We're going to talk a little bit about St. Faustina. She understood as a young woman her identity. So let's study Faustina just a little bit and see what she understood early on. When she finally said yes and she began to understand, she really at this point did not know that she would be the ambassador of mercy for the world. She didn't understand that she would be like the Lord's mouthpiece for this day and time of the, you know, the the 20th and 21st centuries. She did not understand that yet, but she did know plenty enough to get going on the road. And we can understand this too. It'd be something for us to contemplate. So I'm going to read from her diary. And I want you to think about this, that when she says it, she's referring to her own soul as it. So she's speaking of herself in the third person. So when she recognized this, she said, it, her own soul, must now look upon things differently from what it had up to now. It does not seek reassurance in a false peace, but makes ready for battle. It knows it comes from a warrior race. It is now much more aware of everything. It knows that it is of royal stock. It is concerned with all that is great and holy. 
And that is from her diary. That's paragraph 120. So let's, let's unpack this just a little bit. Now that it, her soul, she understands something really profound. She's from a warrior race. Well, this is all in spiritual terms. And Jesus Christ, priest, prophet, king, the king did battle, right? King David, he was a warrior. He was a priest and a prophet. He was all three prefiguring Jesus, but he did battle. We who are incorporated into the body of Christ, we do the same battle. The battle is for souls upon this earth. We're not here just to see if we can have a nice life and pass it on to our children. We're here on a, on a cosmic battlefield. And if we don't recognize it, we're easy pickings for, for Satan and the other side. What's up for grabs? Our eternal souls, ours and all the other human beings on this world throughout time. So that's what's up for grabs. And she understood that. This was before she knew anything about the divine mercy message. She responds to our Lord and, and she uh, follows him with great obedience. She talks about it as she becomes more and more aware of his job for her, his, her place in this plan. It frightens her a great deal. And I'm going to read another quote from her. When I became aware of God's great plan for me, now, now she's understanding. She's going to be uh, bring God's mercy to the world. She's going to be this herald in this world. I was frightened at their greatness and felt myself quite incapable of filling, fulfilling them. And I began to avoid interior conversations. I did this out of humility, but I soon recognized it was not true humility, but rather a temptation from the devil. When on one occasion I heard these words from Jesus spoken distinctly and forcefully within my soul, you will prepare the world for my final coming. These words moved me deeply and I understood them very well and had no doubt about them. Once being tired out and making constant excuses on the grounds that I was unable to carry out this task, I heard these words from Jesus. You cannot do anything of yourself, but with me, you can do all things. And that's the truth. Now, one of the sentences she says in here is, is interesting. She avoided conversation with our Lord, like we avoid prayer because we're afraid, at least I've been afraid of what he might ask of me. He might ask more than I am able to give or more that's comfortable. The temptation is to avoid the conversations. And she says, I did this out of humility, but I soon recognized it wasn't true humility true humility, but rather a temptation from the devil. We do have to be afraid in answering our Lord's call to whatever it is in our life that he has for us, that we don't fall prey to this. This is something we can really fall prey to is being humble or thinking we're being humble. Oh, I could never do that. Or, oh, I'm not capable. Or, well, it's true. We're not. But with God, he can do anything. And sometimes I think he uses people who are not capable that the world would say, how could they do that? Simply to make the point that it's him and not us. You know, she had three years of primary education. That was it. And she went into the convent as a young woman by our standards. Didn't know much more than housekeeping, really couldn't 
couldn't read or write much. She just was uneducated and had no skills. And, you know, was her parents did not want her to enter the convent. They wanted her to go to work as a housekeeper and help the family because there was there were mouths to feed. But eventually she finds that she cannot resist the Lord. We all pretty much we have we have heard the story of of the divine mercy. That is something that's very familiar with us, that the, the divine mercy chaplet was given to our day and time for, for a purpose. We have the divine mercy Sunday, the Sunday after Easter. But a lot of people don't really get into St. Faustina and what it took for her to say yes to our Lord and, and bring this message to us, this message of trust. But this, this little Polish nun who didn't live but 33 years on this earth the Lord used her for the most magnificent work of, of this day and time. It's interesting because the world is really in bad shape. I mean, Western civilization is unraveling. Think about the breakdown of the family. And initially when I heard about that years ago, Sister Lucia from Fatima, she said that the final battlefield would be in the family, about the family, of the family. And I'm like, I don't understand what's the big deal. I mean, that's I just didn't get it. And now I'm beginning to get it. Today, new statistic, more children will be born out of wedlock, not in a two-parent family with a mom and a dad, than that will be born in. The world is in a very sad state. And uh, it's against the family, and it's against the family which brings life. So birth control, abortion, all of that, that just went down a slippery slope, and it's escalating now. And we think about that. That's that's a pretty sorry state to be in. So it appears that the devil has had his way with this world in the spoken world. It seems like he's fashioned a harvest of souls for himself. But I want to assure you that God will never be outdone by evil. He wasn't in the beginning with Adam and Eve, and he's not now. St. Paul reminds us about this. Where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. That's from Romans. So the message of divine mercy is very important for this day and time. Just like the rosary is, you know. These are spiritual weapons that we should use. Padre Pio said, get me my rosary. It was his spiritual weapon. Divine mercy is God's, it's a hope-filled response. Like to our damage, to our hurting sinful age. And God chose an unlikely warrior to bring us this message, St. Faustina, this little Polish nun. And he explained this to her. It's a big deal. This day and time is a big deal. This is what he said to her. In the old covenant, so he's talking in biblical terms here. In the old covenant, I sent prophets wielding thunderbolts to my people. Today, I am sending you with my mercy to the people of the whole world. I do not want to punish aching mankind, but I desire to heal it, pressing it to my merciful heart. Before the day of justice, I am sending the day of mercy. There's only one answer to the ills of mankind in this broken world, only one, and it's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. And the divine mercy message given to a simple nun 
the rosary given through so many saints who were very humble themselves. Our Catholic Church, you know, when the world is going kind of crazy out there, we've got the we've got the church. And Jesus promised that that this was his presence on this earth made visible through his church. And so we have to ask ourselves, Lord, in this great drama, in this time in history, what's my place? Who am I as your child? Help me understand my true identity so I can join all the saints in the battle for souls. Friends, that's why our Lord came to defeat the devil to defeat the works of the devil, to change them. And so if we belong to him, that's what we're about. Well, take this in prayer. You were born, I was born for this time in history. Why now? This is the most perfect time for us to live and be, to work out our salvation and help others and to be a part of the plan. So I I ask you to take it to prayer and ask St. Faustina to accompany you and help you see your place in God's plan. It's been my pleasure and my privilege to be with you today. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.